Most public health experts agree it's best not to fly right now because you can't social distance in an airport, security line, or an aircraft. But what if you're moving ahead with that trip anyways? This is Gina DiPietro with Novant Health Healthy Headlines. We talked with Dr. Charles Breger, Director of Corporate Health for Novant Health, to ask about moves you can make every step of the way to keep you and your family as safe as possible on the plane, in a rental car, and hotel room. And for those of you planning a family road trip this summer, he's got advice as well. Is it safe to fly right now in your opinion? In my opinion and in many people's opinion, it is not a safe time to fly. There's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, you know, we have to keep in mind that the, the things we need to do the most to keep us safe and even more importantly to keep high-risk people around us in our communities and our families safe is to social distance, practice meticulous hand hygiene, and wear facial coverings. So in particular regarding flying, um, you know, we know while air travel is way down in terms of volume, we also know that there have been reports of some flights that have been completely packed. And the way seats are arranged in, air, in airlines, or in airplanes and jets is, really to maximize the number of people you can fit in a small space. So, you know, if every seat is full, you have people who are literally about 18 inches away from you, head to head, side to side, maybe only three feet ahead of you in the, in the row in front of you and three feet behind you in the row behind. And so there's no way you can adequately social distance in that situation. And the other thing is, you know, when you think about air travel, you're having all kinds of people coming into one closed setting from all over the place, including people who have been in areas, living in areas, or traveled through areas where, where there's a high prevalence of COVID-19. So even if you're from rural North Carolina or rural Oklahoma, and there's really almost no COVID in your community, you're being thrust potentially in with people who have coming from places of high incidence, and it just becomes just a, a mishmash in terms of increasing your risk significantly. If you take all that into account and you still decide that you're going to get on a plane or, or perhaps you need to uh, for some reason, what should you do to protect yourself and, and those around you? Okay, that's a good question. So uh, I'm going to start again by saying so avoid any discretionary or unnecessary travel. So if you just feel a need to go to Disney World or, you know, go to someplace else, you know, think about waiting until the incidence of COVID has come down. However, if you do need to travel in a plane in particular, and you're going to fly somewhere, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of jump, jump around a little bit. I'm hoping that as some of this stuff progresses, airlines will get smarter and will incorporate better social distancing within the plane. So because we don't really know much about that and we hear reports of sometimes there's one or five people on a plane spread out throughout the plane and sometimes every seat is taken, you just don't really have a very good idea. Maybe there's gonna be ways, especially if we as, as a nation and as our communities band together and insist on better reporting and transparency on the part of the airlines, hopefully they will 
much more readily publish seating charts and number of people who are on, going to be on each flight and, and build in some mandatory social distancing in the seating arrangement. So in the meantime, while we're waiting for better evolution and, and better systems to be set up, you know, what you can do are, you want to make sure that wherever you can, you are social distancing. So as you're going through security, as you're checking your bags, make sure you're mindful of six feet in front of you and behind you needs to be the distance between you and other people. You want to make sure that you are wearing a good facial covering that needs to cover your nose and cover your mouth and you need to wear it the entire time and you don't want to mess with it. You want to put it in place, you want to secure it, and then you just leave it alone. Because as you're going through an airport and other places and touching surfaces, you are potentially getting COVID-19 germs and other germs on your hands and you don't want to be touching your facial covering or your eyes or bringing your hands anywhere near your face. And then of course the other thing is hand hygiene, um, soap and water is best, but of course that's not practical in a big airport. So make sure you have an adequate amount of, of hand sanitizer. It needs to be at least 60% ethanol in it and use it, you know, rub it in thoroughly, let it dry thoroughly. Be mindful of touching as few objects and surfaces as you can just to kind of reduce the risk of, of germs. If you can, as you are getting your seat, there's, it's interesting, uh, there's been some studies that show that people who sit by the window get sick a little bit less often than other people who are sitting in a middle seat, you can imagine that's maybe the worst, and on aisles. You also wanna minimize your walking around the plane. Walking around the plane puts you in close proximity to more and more people. So try to avoid going to the restroom. Of course, the restroom is used by multiple people, more germs there. You wanna just be mindful as you can about social distancing and, and personal protection. And what about gloves? We hear a lot of advice that maybe this is good, but then I've read a lot that basically says, well, once you put gloves on, they're they're quickly getting dirty and giving you a false sense of protection. Yes, I think that uh, for general community members who are traveling about in their cars, going to airports, in planes, I don't really recommend the use of, of gloves for exactly the reason you said. It can give you a false sense of security and these gloves can be quickly contaminated on the outside and uh, you know, then if you inadvertently touch your face or touch your eyes or, or, or touch your food that you're eating, uh, you, wanna, you could potentially be contaminating yourself and inoculating yourself with the germs. What makes more sense is just keep your hands clean, use hand sanitizer regularly, touch as few objects as possible. It's probably a good idea as much as you can uh, to, to bring your own food on the plane rather than buying food on the plane, rather than buying food at the stand down the counter from the concourse or the gate you're boarding from. Just bring it from home, make sure that it's been cleaned and you're comfortable with it. We realize you're not able to bring uh, drinks through security. Uh, so you, if you, you, you may wanna just try to be well hydrated in advance, or if you're gonna go ahead and buy a bottle of water or a soft drink or something from a vendor, do have appropriate sanitizing wipes so that when you, after you buy it, you make sure your hands are clean, you pull out a couple sanitizing wipes and you wipe it down thoroughly and you make sure that the sanitizing material you've used is thoroughly dried on the bottle. 
on the utensil, whatever, before you bring it to your mouth. And so then you're off the plane and potentially into a rental car, especially if you're a, um, uh, if, if you're a business traveler, um, what, what should you do in a rental car or an, or an Uber? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I am less in favor of Ubering right now, just because now you're getting into a car that has a driver. You don't know that driver. You don't know how many people he's driven around that day. That Uber right. or Lyft driver is potentially at, at greater risk. So I, I don't really recommend that. I think when it comes down to rental cars, you want to contact the rental car agency or do some research online to make to get very comfortable with the disinfecting and sanitizing procedures they have in place to turn around all their cars from one renter to the next. And I think that, you know, I, I would like to make sure if I could, now I haven't gotten a rental car, so I haven't gone down this path, but I think that rental companies want to make sure that they when they get a car in, their staff that is cleaning that car uses appropriate FDA approved sanitizers to clean all the surfaces. They want to put them on a lot, ideally in the sunshine where there's UV light to shine on the car and let them sit for 24 hours at a minimum before they turn it around and let someone else use it. That gives the sanitizers and disinfectants time to work, kill germs, and completely dry. In addition to that, I would, if I was in a rental car, I would wear a mask the entire time I'm in the rental car. I would continue to use hand sanitizer. I would probably also want to bring my own sani wipes of some sort and wipe down the steering wheel, wipe down the shifter lever, the turn signals, the things that you know you're going to be touching with hand sanitizer. Right. And then I'd probably go for a walk for 15 minutes to let the stuff dry a bit more before I get in and start driving the vehicle. Oh, so you clean the vehicle and then let it, let it, uh, let it do its work a little bit and then drive. Yep. I, I take a walk for 15 minutes and if it's raining outside, just kind of, you know, hang out where you're not going to get wet uh, and there's social distancing from other people just to make sure those surfaces in that vehicle have dried completely before you get in and get on your way. Very good. And so then you arrive at the hotel. And to me, a, a hotel room just has never seemed scarier because you're going into uh, you're going into this room and you don't really know who's been in there before. And it's easy to wipe down a, a bathroom. And at good hotels, most of those, you know, the rooms are pretty clean like that. But you've got things like bedspreads and drapes and carpeting. Is it safe to go to a hotel room? And what are the red flags you should watch out for? And what should you be asking uh, the people at the front desk or, or when you're making the, or when you're calling to make a reservation? That's a, that's a really good question. I think it may be somewhat harder for hotels to allow the same kind of time interval to pass from one renter one user to the next as a car rental company who can clearly take a car and clean it and let it sit on the side for 24 hours before you get in it not quite so in hotels where you know people often check out at noon and you might check in at three or four just a few hours later i think that i would i would really want to 
do some online research to be comfortable with the, the cleaning and the sanitizing that the hotel staff is doing. You would want to, I think, question the front desk staff regarding um, is the room clean? Has it been sanitized? Has, have any disinfectants and sanitizers been used? Have they had time to dry and do the work? You want to make sure you're not going into a room that actually you see wet surfaces in the bathroom or on the sink or on the cabinets or around the coffee machine. I don't, and on the coffee machine note, I don't, I don't think I would use a coffee machine and coffee pods and other things that other people have touched. It's just not a time to be using things that other people, multiple other people might have touched and not be able to sanitize adequately. And, you know, I may, it, it may be that many hotel chains have actually taken those kind of things out of the rooms to just keep people safer. Right. So some other things you can do is, you know, you can take some sandy wipes in with you and wipe some things down again. And I would say that if I am going to go in a hotel and wipe things down and probably similarly for a rental car, I am going to put on some disposable nitrile gloves, put them on, use my sanitizing wipe while wiping down the car, by wiping down whatever surfaces I feel I need to wipe down in the hotel room. You can also take a, a can of Lysol spray. You know, Lysol is a good spray disinfectant and you can spray down probably things like the carpets and maybe the bedspread, probably the curtains and other things. You don't want to be spraying Lysol probably on your pillow, on your sheets where your skin is going to come in direct contact with it. I don't really know of any good way to really further clean or sanitize those kind of personal contact bedding items uh, just because you've got to be very careful about what you what chemicals you use that come in contact with your skin. So I think I would probably just want to do a visual inspection and make sure there was nothing visibly soiled, nothing visibly, visibly damp, or that raised any concerns regarding towels and sheets in particular. So it sounds like you're saying if you walk into a room and it just doesn't feel clean or you see, you know, that there's uh, dampness in the bathroom or other places that what should you do a ask for another room I, I think I would I would I would you know I wouldn't put my stuff down I, I would suggest walk into the room leave your bags in the hallway just for a moment walk in do a quick survey to make sure you think things look appropriate and then bring your bags in and just be mindful of you know um, you don't really need to be, I, I wouldn't be unpacking my suitcase into drawers in the, in the cabinet there uh, in, in, the, in the hotel room. I would want to keep my stuff together as much as I could. Maybe a good idea for your, for your own tooth, toothbrush, et cetera. Bring your own little disposable cup or reusable cup of some sort. Put it on the, on the sink and, and just don't let your personal items come in contact with sink surfaces and faucets and other things to the to your best of your ability well that's a, a a lot of great advice so let's say you're just going on a long weekend or maybe it's an annual family camping trip um it's just your family and you're just in a car so you've already been living in the same space but then um 
you know, road trips still mean stopping at things like rest areas or and, and fast food places to grab a bite to eat and use the bathrooms. What are some of the things you ought to be doing? And especially if you're traveling ch with children who are more likely to just touch stuff and potentially bring things back into your environment. A lot of good questions. So when you're traveling by car, by van, et cetera, you want to do as few stops as possible. So pack your food, pack your bottled water, pack your Coca-Cola, whatever else you want to take, and try to uh, you know, stop as little as possible. Of course, we know that for longer trips, you're going to have to stop and, and use a restroom and fill up your gas tank. Uh, make sure you're practicing all the things we know about the social distancing, the hand hygiene, the facial coverings when you're making these stops. You want to try to, and, and children are tough because children don't get it quite as well. And I think that, you know, if as much as I could, I would want to take a child one at a time. Hopefully they're old enough to wear a facial covering. Keep in mind the children under the age of two for sure, and perhaps even a little over age two are not appropriate to wear facial coverings. You just don't know when you could be restricting their respirations too much and causing some respiratory difficulty. And you don't really necessarily want to scare them too much either. But facial right. is a good idea. And if I could take people into uh, the restroom one at a time, I put the hand sanitizer on my hands and enough for their hands, and I'm going to scrub down their hands and make a game out of it so that it seems fun, and hold their hand, walk in, push the door open with your elbow if you can, be, just be constantly reminding, please, Johnny, try not to touch anything. And I think also when you're traveling to get together with family on these get-togethers, you have to realize that it's still recommended that we not be in groups of more than 10 that's still for all of our protection. And so as you're planning these trips, try to be mindful of making sure you're keeping the total group size to down to 10. And when you, even your group of eight or 10 is getting together, remember to be social distancing. If you're going to the beach or the mountains, it often isn't too hard to, to spread your chairs six feet apart and, and just be mindful of social distancing. It's especially important to remember that some people in our family or friends we're, we're getting together with may have some higher risk individuals. And we need to remember that we really want to be mindful of protecting our higher risk family members and community members from getting sick from us. So remember the primary reason we're wearing facial coverings is to protect those around us. Because if we are a, 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 an asymptomatic person carrying COVID, wearing a facial covering really helps reduce the droplet spread of COVID to others around us. So if you're going to visit uh, grandpa and grandma, no matter what this summer, um, you and, and you're going to stay at their house, you still got to practice social distancing and realistically, you should be wearing a mask when you're inside with them to protect them. A absolutely. And um, so, you know, you got to be mindful if you if you can stay somewhere else. You know, we talked about pros and cons of hotel rooms already, but you know, the 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 less the more we social distance and the the, the more we protect our at-risk people, the safer everyone will be. Gina DePietro again. 
Dr. Bruget mentioned taking a disinfectant like Lysol and spraying the softer surfaces of a motel room like bedspreads, drapes, and carpets. That's going to require making an extra stop at a store after you land or packing a can and checked luggage. He also recommends carefully researching what your car rental company and hotel are doing to keep you safe. Bottom line, there's a lot to think about before booking your next flight. And as restaurants, nail and hair salons, and churches reopen across the U.S., you'll need to think about how to navigate those spaces safely. To help with that, the Novant Health Healthy Headlines site has a series of stories that will help you make the right choices for you and your family. As always, thanks for listening. And please take a moment to rate and review us if you get a chance.